what up what up what up what up let me know if you can hear me in the chat let me know ladies and gentlemen we are here and we are live and we are back ladies and gentlemen we are back with another episode of the darian hopkins sports show episode 65 I am your host, Darian of the Darian Hopkins Show, and I am happy and I am ecstatic. I am ecstatic to get back into getting into the podcasting, getting into everything of that nature. I'm just trying to fix my camera a little bit, but I am here to talk about y'all, man. I'm here to talk about y'all. We are live on Twitch as well, and that's the one thing I do have to do is um go to Twitch and let the people know that I'm in here. So anybody that's watching on Twitch right now, shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. I really greatly appreciate the love and the support that I have been getting from uh, the Twitch account. Uh, just to let y'all know, again, it will be um, up and running for the NFL season until YouTube allows me to get back on there. So I really do appreciate everybody on there. I appreciate everybody that's in the chat so far. We have a lot to talk about. We have some good news about me and um me and everything else, but let's 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 just get down to that part of things. Um before I do that, I do want to uh put the Twitch out there. Give me uh uh we we're we're going to talk we're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about I might won't might not get through um, every topic that I have, because a lot of NFL talk has came down the pipeline. So just give me one second while I get this done here. Um, I was just supposed to do this um, on Twitch. All right, so boom, there goes the link right there for y'all to follow me on Twitch. So let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Let's get down to the nitty gritty of things, man. And I am excited. I am ecstatic um, to get it to everything. Y'all see there on SeatGeek, y'all. Y'all see there on SeatGeek. What's going on, man? Miss you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Um, But uh, just to let y'all know, uh, we are in the building. We are finally back. And I think my co-host is back as well. The man himself, Mr. Mac himself. What's up? What's up? What is going up? on, buddy? What's up, man? Oh man, my computer don't want to work. <laughs> oh, I feel it. I, I I understand. I I could I completely understand. Completely understand. But I was just letting the the people know that um, yeah, I have some good news. I officially start my new job. On Monday, ladies and gentlemen, I start my new job for Monday. It's Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 3.30. So um, it's going to be times where, you know, I, I can do it. Sometimes I can't. But I, it's a full-time job. I, I'm just trying to get the distance on how long it will take me to get home because I take public transportation. But it's not that as it's not that inconvenient, like an hour away bus-wise for like 20 minutes driving. But other than that, got a new job. Got everything good. Uh, clearances, um, you know the PA Commonwealth. You got to get all these clearances and get all these um, these uh, these uh, certifications for me to start. So that's what I was in the process of doing of that. So, um, what's been up with you, bro? I know we haven't did a show in a while. So what's been up with you? 
Well, uh, I rescued uh, two XL blue bullies yesterday. So they were they were in a bad spot, I guess you'd say, and uh, went and saved them up out of there and got them with the kids. And, like, I didn't realize how big they were going to be until I, I looked them up. And uh, when I picked them up, I seen the dad, and the dad was about 200 pounds. Like, he looked like the size of two pit bulls put together. Oh, wow. Yeah. You should have been on the news then, brother. Damn. You should have been on the news for all that. Well, I mean, and the, and the whole thing is, like, I, I honestly, I, I was just going to pay for him. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I was just, I, I was going to pay for the dogs to, just so I can make sure I got them. But they didn't charge me because they, I mean, obviously, they, they really didn't have, they didn't have a proper home for the dogs. Mm. But regardless, and, and then uh, they told me it was a, a male, a male and a female. I pick them up. They're both males. I mean, they're both females. Oh darn! <laughs> you thought you was gonna make some puppies out of that one? That's what. You oh no, no, they're siblings. They're siblings. I, oh, I see. Yeah. I didn't see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, oh, my bad. But um, I yeah. So it's been a lot of talk, you know, during this preseason. A lot of stuff happened today. Shout out to so the Commanders. Shout out to the Commanders, bro. <laughs> For us not losing a preseason game since 2015. You know what I'm saying? We almost went 10 fucking years without losing in the preseason. So I give it to them. They 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 put their shit together. They put their shit together. They won. Now the Raiders hold that record, unfortunately. I hate that record so much. I hate that record. I don't want us to hold no records at this point. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a lot of storylines that came down, especially today. I don't even know if I, I I might have to go off the topics. I might have to delete some topics out of here as much NFL topics that happen. Uh, so look, look, look. I ain't gonna miss nothing because I didn't even get a chance to look at it. Like you well, seen, I didn't come into the group chat until like four o'clock. <laughs> well, let's talk. Well, let's let's talk about this then. Let let's let's get down to it. I know I don't know if y'all seen the Instagram that I posted on the Darian Hopkins Sports Show Instagram that. Uh, uh, Sam Darnold has beat out Trey Lance as the number two quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. And you know what? We talked about it. A remember few times remember what I said? I said they, he, they, they need to trade him while his trade value was still good over the season. Now he's playing third fiddle. What do you think that tells other teams? No team is going to want to jump out there and grab him now because they like, if, if you got beat out by Sam fucking Darnold, that's pretty fucking bad. And I, I, it, it's, it's for is how can I say it? It's from from what I saw on on um on Twitter, like the, that's where I got the report from. I got it from Ian Rappaport. So Ian Rappaport, I, I Tom Pelissero, say say what? I seen it on Facebook a few minutes ago. Yeah. So Ian, I, so I got the information from Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero. I get my notifications, you know, really quickly. On there, so when it comes to Trey Lance, it's it's it's, it's a sad situation because you was a what the top top three overall pick in a couple a couple of years ago in the draft, and to go from being injured after injury after injury, and then now you finally have a chance to get that number two spot because they're already told that Brock Purdy is going to be the guy that already shows, but um they saying that you know Sam Darnold 
you know, play well in camp, grabbing the opportunity behind Brock Purdy. Um, Ian Rappaport said that he earned it, no doubt. In this decision, um, Trey Lance will definitely take hard. I think he will take hard of it because he's, he, he was a high draft pick. And San Francisco is now is going to explore the options with him prior to the draft uh, where a few trade discussions perhaps for those that might be, you know, picked up. But it was some other rumors stating that it's a possibility that they could probably trade him to the to the Vikings, which is Trey Lance's hometown and his home team. And it was rumored during the draft at that time when Trey Lance was there that that's where that's where they the Vikings thought the Vikings was going to go. So for me, I'm gonna have to say this: Trey Lance is going to be a number two in this league for now and on. There's no starting position. I don't think he could come in and start right now, no matter where he gets traded to. I'm, can I say this? Um, my 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 dark horse in the Trey Lance is the Seahawks. I think people have to beat out Geno. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about for this year. I'm saying for like future. You want a future chance of starting Seattle? I I think is the dark horse. You go snatch him up, let him sit behind Geno. Anything happened to Geno? Because they have a similar play. Like that that that's the that's the kind of offense he needs to be in he needs right. to be in a running gun offense that that's like Kyle Shanahan's offense isn't built for somebody like him now can can Trey Lance conform to that offense sure he could but as we can see he got beat out by Sam fucking Darnold the yeah. West Coast offense is the basic bread and butter offense if you can't run that offense then you you you're like one of you're a trick pony you're a trick pony and that's what he's looking at, like right now. So I, I think if he got with somebody like Seattle, that they, they could help groom him and and get him in the right direction, playing in the scheme that that he can thrive in. So do so. There, outside of Seattle, there's no other team that you can see him probably. Tampa? Yeah, Tampa's but fight. Yeah, I mean Tampa, yes, but then but is it? So it's it it will makes more of a quarterback competition now in Tampa, and you got one more game left in the preseason. As of right now, I think they already went with Baker being the starter. But if you're going to oh, trade yeah. for Trey Lance, starter. yeah, of course. Uh, I think I think as of right now, they made Baker the starter. I just, I mean, he's going to have to beat out Kyle Trask, which had a good training camp as well. And Trey Lance didn't have a great training camp. I mean. When you look at the preseason games, his games was not that great. So his value is, like you said, his value has went down, but he still has uncertainty of being fully, fully able, fully healthy to play a 17-game season because he, I don't even think he played five games yet in his career being being a quarterback in the NFL. So, so it's going to be I mean, really tough for Trey Lance to find a team at this point. Yeah, I mean, and, and the other crazy thing that, that I, me and my buddy was talking about, and mind you, he's a Patriots fan. So he was talking about the Patriots picking him up. Because Belichick is he's he's not a great offensive coach, but he's the best at getting the best out of players. Right. And that's why I'm saying, like, you know, I'm naming Seattle. I'm I'm naming, you know, the Patriots. Because it's like those are two damn good coaches that can get the best out of players. And I feel like that that's what he needs. He needs a coach that can help him in the right direction. And help you know scheme shit around him. That's why I was surprised the the Washington uh, Commanders didn't go after him during the uh, the summer. 
I think they sold on Sam Howell. That's why. I mean, like, they might. They might be sold on Sam Howell because they want stability. And right now with Trey Lance, can you really get that stability with him knowing that we don't know how healthy he really is? I mean, he played in preseason. Of course, I understand that. But I, when I see him run, I'm just be nervous. Oh, well, I, I mean, <laughs> I'd be nervous when I, he scrambles because that's how he hurt it. That's how he broke his ankle. That, that's exactly why I didn't say the Vikings, Anthony, because I, I, I know they have a backup behind Kirk Cousins that, that is looking good from what yeah. we've seen. But my whole thing is like edit video shots of practice and scrimmages, like they're supposed to look good. They're supposed to look good. You know what I'm saying? You can make a guy that had 15 drops that day, but he had two good catches. And all of a sudden, it looked like he had a great day. But he had 10 fucking drops. See? It's a misconception sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of good players that's, you know, a lot of good rookies that came out in this draft that's having good um, good preseasons. I'm not going to lie. They having good preseasons. So, I mean... I mean, my guy Aiden O'Connell has looked good in the last two games. I mean, I'm just saying, I just had to throw that out there. He's looked good in the last two games, and I know he's gonna he's gonna be out Brian Hoyer for the number two spot. I just think so, in my opinion. I talked about it on my show yesterday, um, on the Nothing Barriers podcast. But um, Trey Lance, I just wish the best for you, bro. I know it's not really a lot of room for you to start right now, but if you could find somewhere where you could be a number two, I just hope that you're ready. God forbid something happens to any starter in this league. Hopefully you're up and ready to go, bro. That's just how I see it for Trey Lance. Okay, okay. I got I got one trivia. I got I gotta give it to you now. What you got a trivia today? I got oh, one trivia. I got man. one trivia because uh, somebody brought it up to me the other uh, over the weekend, right? Okay. So, what two NFL teams were combined for a year? Two NFL teams that was combined for a year? Mm-hmm, in the NFL. Two NFL teams that was combined for a year. I would say Ravens and Cleveland. No, no, no. Okay. Way, be- way before the Ravens were ever thought of. Way before the Ravens were thought of? So this yeah. is like back in the day. Okay. Yes, yes. This um, is definitely back in the day. It's the only time it's ever happened. I have um, oh man. It's so many legendary franchises. I know Can was it Kansas City? No, um, not Kansas City. Did Anthony Price get it right? Nope. Okay. New England, not New England in the Bears. Um damn. I'll I'll say I'll say I'll say the the the, the teams are are on the east east side of America. I mean Jets and Giants? Nope. One more um, guess. Huh? I'll, say, I'll give you one more guess. Philadelphia and um I'm trying to think of other East Coast teams. Damn. Yeah, I give up. I, I have no clue about that. Well, one. well, you you had it. You had it. So Philadelphia. Yeah. And the Steelers. 
Get the f- yeah. what? How? Yep. And 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 um, what was it in nineteen? Uh, was it nineteen forty six or nineteen seventy six? Uh, it was. I'm gonna say forty six because in the seventies, the Steelers yeah. was their so own team. It was forty six. It was when uh, I think World War World World War Two was going on. That was, was that. That had to be the. That's definitely the forties. Yes. So it was World War Two. Um, Pennsylvania was one of the hardest hit states where pretty much any able-bodied guy got signed up and went joined the military. Right. Most pro athletes signed and got sent in the military. So for them, they, they didn't have enough guys to, to, you know, have a full team. So the, the, the Steelers and the Eagles combined together and made a team. Right. Mm. They, they called the, they called themselves the Steagles. Joe. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. And they, they still hold a record for the most fumbles in a game. And how many fumbles was that? Ten versus the Giants. How you had ten fumbles in a football? That just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> hey, hey, but they went five, four, and one and made the playoffs. <laughs> You could tell that the NFL definitely has evolved. It five, four, and one gets you into the playoffs. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but you're talking about the NFL when it had eight teams. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another thing too. That's why that's why I said the NFL evolved, like you know. So, but um, that was a good trivia one. I'm not gonna lie, that was definitely a great trivia one. I I can't even be mad at it. But uh, Jonathan Taylor. Now we all knew the trade rumors about Jonathan Taylor. Um, they finally gave him a chance to seek a trade, and um, Jonathan Taylor got some more news today, saying that he got till Tuesday next this this next Tuesday, not not this one that's passed, but next Tuesday to for him a, a deadline to find a deal. Now we all know that you know reported today that you know they they gave you know Jonathan Taylor to seek a trade. This has went south for the Indianapolis Colts. This has went south for Jim Irsay, <laughs> and it's sour between Jonathan Taylor and his organization. That, but on Tuesday is that day that teams must trim down a 53-man roster, and Jonathan Taylor's future will be under the spotlight as such as a decision needs to be made as he's on an actively physically unable to perform list. Now, they saying is, I don't know why my eye is acting retarded, but um, they saying is if they place him on a resolve uh, on a reserve uh, pulp list, that he would miss at least four weeks of the NFL season. If the Colts don't trade him, they'll have to either activate him or take or take that next step by Tuesday's deadline. So, what teams built to go get Jonathan Taylor right now? But just, as, and just as you say, before you answer that question, just want to give the people their numbers. I mean, the, who, who he, you know, Jonathan Taylor, who led the league in carries with 332, with rushing of 1,811 rushing yards and 18 touchdowns, and rushing per game 106.5 in 2021. Only reason why he didn't repeat those numbers is because he got hurt last year. So, what teams? Right now, should go after Jonathan Taylor right now since they got till Tuesday to come to a deadline. 
Um, the Texans, the, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I mean, maybe the Vikings. Uh, the Patriots could also use somebody. They just uh, got it. They signed Zeke, so I wouldn't. I mean, see, that's that's my thing. There's only one team that you haven't named that needs a running back on in the NFL, and that is the Miami Dolphins. I think the Miami Dolphins—they have running backs. They, they got they have, running backs. They have Wilson and Raheem Moser. That's it. Okay. They don't really have no solidified quality running back like a Jonathan Taylor type. But if you you said you said the Texas, they got the guy uh, Damian. I think his name was uh, Damian Pierce or something like that. The rookie that they got last year that did really well. Minnesota, I like that because I mean, even though the guy who's, Madison, who's the running back for Denver? Um, he got hurt too. I forgot his name. It was, it was, yeah. Uh, listen, what is his listen, name? I'm just telling you, he did get hurt. I forgot his name though. But uh, they, listen, the, if if there was a Peyton, a, a, a Sean Payton moved on the table, it's this one. You think so? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, a running back that can carry the load, catch out of the backfield. Yeah, and and uh, is it Williams there too? Yeah, that's that's the guy I was talking about. That guy hurt. If I'm no, I don't know if he's okay. healthy right now, but um, I could look it up real quick. But um, who got Jamal Williams? Uh, uh, the New Orleans Saints have Jamal Williams. Okay, okay. I knew I knew it was it was one of them Southern teams. That's why I'm sitting here thinking like, hold on. <coughs> oh. Uh, but as far as Jonathan Taylor goes, uh, oh, Javante Williams is the running back for um, for the Denver Broncos. And I think he had a good year last year until he got hurt. I don't know if he's hurt this year, but I think he got hurt last year. But it was Javante Williams. Um, the Bills could use a running back, knowing that they never really use. But I don't like their offense to a point where I don't I wouldn't want him to go to the Bills. But I think Miami is a big need of a running back. I mean and, and it makes that it makes that AFC AFC East even more stacked if you add him knowing that they just the Jets just got Dalvin Cook. You so bring a Jonathan Taylor over to the AFC East. It will make it very, very competitive. Would you say Baltimore would trade for him? Uh, it, yeah, but we don't have the money. That 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 that'd be the biggest problem yeah. is the money. Now, I mean, granted, if we could get him to come come to Baltimore, play this year, and then and then next year worry about getting paid, then yeah, we have we'd be off and fucking cooking. But I know he's worried about getting paid. Yeah, he's worried about getting paid, but I don't really think these run like these running backs is not really trying to reset the market any any way. I think they just want that 13, 14, third probably 12 to 13, or probably 14 at the most million. But I mean, if you if you don't have it, then you don't have it. But yeah, John no, I mean, is only 24 years old. I mean, that guy still got a lot of left I think, in the tank. I think if Lamar Jackson was 30 years old, I think we would go. We we would be going all out. We'd be going and trying to snatch up a Taylor. We'd be we'd be trying to reset and, and fucking grab a couple more cornerbacks. Like we'd be trading, wheeling, and dealing right now. But because Lamar Jackson's only 25, like or or what did he just turn 26? Yeah, but, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if if he's four or five years older, then yeah, we we we'd probably be in like win now mode. 
But because we still got five, four or five years, like it's not necessarily win now mode. Mm. We're just trying to be competitive so we can win. Yeah, so I mean, I don't. I mean, Denver will probably be a spot if Javante Williams is not one hundred percent healthy. I could see him going there. And Andy Price said, "Take a pay cut and go to the Chiefs." You know what? If he wants to win a championship, I think Jonathan Taylor is one of those guys that would do that. He would take a pay cut. Man, if he wants to win what, a championship. Listen, listen. In about four years. When Deion Sanders comes to the NFL, I hope to God, I hope to God, we, the, the Ravens are the team that signs his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, as, as a football coach, Deion Sanders has done more than the best college coaches out there. His career has already Agreed. started and eclipsed so many. Uh, Agreed. With, with, with a school like Jackson State, now he's going to Colorado and he's gearing like, but I'm I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Like, bro. <sighs> but I, Jonathan I, Taylor, I, man, is I but 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 this really went sour. We talked about this a couple of months ago, you know, with Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis school, especially with Jim Ursay coming out and saying what he was saying. And right now, Jonathan Taylor's not happy with this organization. <laughs> He's just not. So I mean, you just might just giving giving what he giving what he wants, but at the same time, what the Colts went back and returned, that's gonna be the biggest thing because I feel like they're gonna want some first round draft picks, or they're just gonna want multiple draft picks. For for me, if you are a team out there, you give up some draft picks, but you go get a go get a player as well. Add a player and get some draft swap with that. I'll give you a fifth round, a fourth round. And Patrick Queen. I mean, that's if 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 Indianapolis is willing to take that, I say go for it. But from what I'm hearing in a few sources stating that they they want a first, they want at least a first round. Oh, they, they're not getting that. They're not getting that. Any team and, and, that right. that that's that's what is I'm fucking foolish. It's foolish because it's essentially a one year rental. Because no matter what, he's going to want to get paid. So no matter what his next stop, if they don't pay him, it's only a one-year wonder. Exactly. So so that's what I'm saying is, fuck that. Force the Colts' hand. Cut him. Cut him. I, I, I'll pay him in free agency, but I'm not going to pay you. I'm not going to overpay you for a guy that I'm going to have to turn around and pay again. So I'm going to have to pay you, and I got to pay him? No, 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 no. So do you feel like, Speaking of this whole Jonathan Taylor, they gave him the deadline to Tuesday. Do you feel like players should start negotiating a, a trade clause in their contracts now? Because I don't like bringing up Derek Carr, but that's what he had with the Raiders in his contract when he signed. He had a no trade clause. If you're going to trade me, you're going to trade me to the team that I want to go to. And they couldn't get a deal done. They couldn't get a deal done, so they end up having to release him and they don't get nothing back in return. So, do you think some players is, is need to add of like put something in their contract? Say, I want this trade clause in there, especially like a guy listen, like Jonathan Taylor. Listen, listen, and this is what I'm saying, right? It is up to you and your agent to hammer out your contracts, right? Just like the teams put stipulations in the contracts, you can also put stipulations. In the contracts, it goes both ways. 
Okay. Like okay. if I put in the contract that if 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 I get into more more than two verbal altercations with my position coach, I get to have a sit down with the with, with, with the coaches and the owner. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 if if I don't get X amount of snaps per game, you know what I mean? I'm I'm this is what happens. If 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 you want to trade me, I I get to go to the team that I pick. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, right. that's so, that, so you would add that. To so if it was you, you would add that in your trade clause. If that was you, you would add a trade clause in your contract. Yes, like I mean, but that's what I'm saying. You have to cover your own ass here. That's what I'm saying. It's it's never going to be a locking stock. You're you, here. You go. Here's a basic NFL contract. Just like a same thing when you go to a job interview. When I go to the job interview, I tell them, "Look, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. What's your counter offer?" Oh, but we'll counter offer you this. Okay, so I, I I'll counter offer you this. Like my whole thing is, I've never walked into a job and been like, "Oh, you're paying this? Okay, I'll take that." Nah, I, I'm I'm at, I'm at least trying to get another dollar or two up out you. Like we, I'm, I'm I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean, so, why not? So that's what I'm saying. So it, it, it is. There's some players out there that put all those little clauses in there, right? Larry right. Fitzgerald, that motherfucker should have had a no-drop clause. If <laughs> <laughs> you have a no-drop clause, what? Or extra million dollars on that paycheck every single year. Every year I have less than five drops. That's an incentive. Like if I so, have less so, than five drops, so, then that's so, what I get. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. So if you, if I'm a player, I want those things added in there. I want to make extra money by doing extra things, by right. doing what I do extremely well. Then I want to get paid for it. I'm sorry, Anthony. A second round pick that is the, uh, to me uh, for us to give up a second round pick and Patrick McQueen. Nah, Patrick Patrick Queen is that second round pick. That's the reason why you would you would trade Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen got one at least one fire ass year with us coming in this year. So again, it's the same thing. Like we're paying him dirt cheap for his services. So trading him is like a trading a, a, a early second round pick because you're not going to tell me any any team he goes to in NFL he starts. He's a starter, right? So, so that that guarantees he, he's a second round pick. You know what I mean? That that's what he, his worth is. So uh, maybe two fours. I can see giving two fours. But, yeah, anything higher than a fourth and queen doesn't really make sense in the trade. I mean, if you're if you're not the Baltimore Ravens and people want to give up a, a third round, a sec, one second, one third, and one fourth for him, I don't think the coast is going to take it. And I got that, this is why I feel like John <laughs> is going to stay with the Indianapolis Coast and he might miss out the first four weeks because – the demands of what the Indianapolis Colts want as an organization is unrealistic. And I don't think there's a lot of teams out there that's really going to jump the gun and give up a first-round pick. Especially no matter where their picks are going to be at next season, I'm not giving up my first-round picks. If I have multiple first-round picks and I have a chance to do that, sure, I can give up one. If I have, like, three first-round picks and I can just give up one of those, I'm fine with that. But it really depends on what number that I'm at. If I'm at number 27 in the first round, I can give up a 20. I can give up that pick. I'm not giving up a top 10 pick. I'm not giving up a top 15 pick. I'm just not doing that. So if I'm the Indianapolis Colts, you're going to have to meet the demands of, of the other team of what they want 
And you're going to have to understand what Jonathan Taylor wants as well. And he wants out. So you're going to have to find some way and somehow to get him out of Indianapolis and, and let him be happy and let the other team deal with the antics of him getting a new contract. Mm. The Rams. The Rams have been linked, the Rams have been linked heavy into doing trade. And I, it's been six teams, but they have not named the six teams that was interested, though. That's the thing. Well, well, I'm 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 sitting here. I've got I've got three articles that I'm sitting here looking at, and two of them are in the last six hours. So so what so what teams outside of the Rams that do you see there? Uh, I mean. Uh, I'm not. I, I was. I was only looking at the Rams because that was oh, the okay. first thing that popped in my head. Because I'm like, man, Cam Akers. You put Taylor in there. That's a fucking hell of a one too. That, that's a one too. I like that, bro. Question I, is, that, that, that's a question that, is, that's, that's, that's a fucking straight in a hook. You know that's what I'm saying? Is, man, like, that, that ain't gonna be 100 healthy. That's not a straight. That, that's a fucking straight in a hook. That's my life. That, Shit. But the Rams is a kind of an underrated team that, you know, Cam Akers is a good running back, but to have a one-two punch with Taylor and Akers, I like that. And on top of that, my question is how healthy Matthew Stafford is. That's my only biggest problem with the Rams at this point. Bro, could you imagine, right, them having two running backs on a team that break a 1,000 yards? See, I did say Miami are cool. I did say that. Anthony Price, I would not say the Chargers because now you have two running backs that's looking <laughs> for contracts, and Austin Eckler and Jonathan Taylor, they're looking for better contracts than what they have now. That's a headache for the Chargers <laughs> in itself. That's a that's a pure headache. <clears throat> so I wouldn't even I wouldn't even do that to myself and no. even get go to the Chargers. But the Chargers is offensively they're good, but I don't think they need it at this point. All, all I'm saying is somebody's gonna be pissed. Somebody's gonna be pissed. So, so my my two dark horses, right? I'll mm-hmm. say the Vikings, and I'll say the Cowboys. Now they talked about that on the get up. Those are my two dark horses. Those are my dark they, horses. But they talked about the him going to the Cowboys. They talked about that. But I mean, of course, Sal Palatolo is a is a guy that is a you know he's predominantly an Eagles reporter for ESPN, basically. But he's because Sal Palatono said that it'll be the same situation of what you have in Zeke. I completely disagree because Zeke is older <laughs> than Jonathan Taylor. He's only 24 years old. He's not damn near 30. The guys still have legs. The guys still have wills. And you still have a lot of uncertainty with Tony Pollard that tore his Achilles at the end of the year. So how 100% healthy he's going to be. But I, I like I like the fact that they talked about Dallas because Dallas could definitely be a dark horse. And John Taylor can be the number one there, even though that Tony Pollard is on a franchise tag. I still think Miami is the best fit. I still, I, it just it just helps out listen, Tua as a quarterback listen. to get the I, ball look, to Jonathan look. Taylor and trust him. I with that with that offense, mm. I think is the best fit outside hope, of the Rams. I hope Boogie ain't watching, but fuck that. I do not <laughs> want to see him go to no motherfucking Miami because if Tua's healthy, he's got fucking Waddle, he's got fucking Tyreek Hill, he's got fucking what was his name Wilson or whatever. 
Yeah. Like, 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 and then turn around and have fucking Taylor too. I mean, fuck that bullshit. I ain't trying to have to fucking defend that shit. <laughs> I listen, listen. I, I had to tell the Raiders fans, like, listen, we're not trading for Jonathan Taylor, bro. We're not doing that. So get it out your heads now. I had to say it on the show last night. Get it out your heads. We're not trading for Jonathan Taylor. We're just not doing it. It doesn't make sense. But just imagine if he stays in the AFC, he goes to that AFC East. I'm telling you right now, that AFC East might be the, the best division in football on paper until we actually see him physically play. So that that's that's a story in itself. So um at the end of the day, uh Jerry Jones said that he's fine with the running back room. Uh, Anthony Price said that he was laughing at it. <laughs> I found something that they said Miami and the Bears are the front runners. Now, you know what? The Bears wouldn't be that bad with DJ Moore, Justin Fields, uh, Chase Claypool, uh, Cole Komet, and, and getting a Jonathan Taylor to go play for the Chicago Bears. I think that would be smart, too. So, for me, I'll say Miami, I'll say the Rams, and I'll say uh, – the Bears. I think those three is really good for me when it comes to Jonathan Taylor. I want the Patriots. Please, fuck, please, fuck, man. Why? I hope you fuck why are you so? Why you want to go to the Patriots so bad? I wonder why. Break it down because, to me. Listen, listen. Okay, so, so, a, a, it gives Mac Jones another weapon. True. Yep. B, B, it, it, it gives the Patriots offense under Bill O'Brien the chance to. Dude, they they might they might be the best one two duo in the fucking league this coming year if 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 the Patriots could go get them. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? So so hear me out, right? So what you do is when you when you want to run the ball on first down, right? The mm-hmm. first time you do it, you give it to Taylor, right? The second time you do it, you 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 get Elliott out there. Okay, you know what I'm saying. And every other first down, you sit there and you just swap them. Everything else, you don't need. You give hot hand. Hot hand takes the ball. But if you rotate it like that, bro, that that can be fucking scary, man. Especially if if Elliot is good for them, bro. He's a downhill runner. If you pull that guard and let him literally shoot that first gap and go, bro, I, that's what he thrives on. Cut okay. and go, cut and go. Like I'm, and, and I'm just saying this mainly because that Bill O'Brien's going to pull that off with with the Patriots' offensive line. They run a great zone blocking scheme, and that's exactly what you need. You need guys who are agile, who can literally you find the block, boom, and go. You create the hole. He cuts up the hole. Now you put Taylor with that speed and those cuts and those openings. Whoo! <laughs> you might have something there, man. You yeah, might... I mean, again, that's what I'm saying. And then even in short yard situations, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, if you know, like, look, I, I need two and a half yards for that first down. Right. And Elliot is back on his shit. I, I, I think he would be a great power back. Like, bro, you don't, I don't need you to try to be a home run hitter. I need you to get these yards. It's called moving the chains. And that, that's exactly how Belichick's – I think that's how Belichick's going to use him. He's going to be a bell cow. <laughs> but speaking of the AFC East, speaking of Tua Tagovailoa, we have a situation here where Tua Tagovailoa decided to 
clap back at Ryan Clark. Now, we all know Ryan Clark is one of the hosts of the Pivot Podcast on YouTube, and we all know that he's an analyst on ESPN. So I don't know what Ryan Clark stated, but I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it all before I actually um share it. So it says Tua Tavaloa didn't take too kindly of the recent remarks made by ESPN and NFL analyst Ryan Clark about his physique. So Clark, who played 13 seasons in the NFL from 2002 to 2014, said in a segment on NFL Live earlier this week, saying that Tua Tagovailoa looks like he wasn't in the gym during the offseason and his body looks thick. Pause, by the way. Uh, And then he asked, so Tua Tagovailoa was asked about these questions. So, um... I'm going to just share the screen real quick and see if I could play this for y'all. <laughs> and this is what he had to say. Let me know if y'all can hear it. This is what he had to say in the response to Ryan Clark. Can y'all hear it? Um, he, he had some criticism about you, mm-hmm. uh, saying that you didn't get the gym in the offseason. You didn't follow nutritionist's advice. Yeah. If he were here, what would you say to him? He probably knows more about me than I know about myself. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. Well, Ryan's been out the league for some time. Uh, I don't know. It's a little. It's a little weird when other people are talking about other people when they're not that person. So I don't know. It's just. Just a little weird. I come back. I, I like my background is. Like, I, I come from a Samoan family. Like, respect is everything. But, you know, it does get to a point where, hey, you know, a little easy on that, buddy. Because, you know, we, I, I think we're, we're pretty tough-minded people. And uh, if we need to get scrappy, we can get scrappy, too. Just saying. I don't, I don't, I don't think he should, like, like, he meant what he said. Don't get it wrong. He meant what he said, but I, I like. I think he should have. He, he could have worded it a little better. Okay. As if, like you know, like look, my people show respect. You, you know, I'm used to people showing respect. But if you're not going to show respect, then I can make sure I, I don't show you the same respect. That I think that's that's more along the lines of what he wanted to say. But at the time, he it's just coming out, practicing. You're, you're talking to media. It's not always filtered. But you know, I, I I don't think he was talking about assaulting him. But I think he's like, "Hey, look, bro, fuck you," you know. But he didn't say fuck you. So I mean, according to this article, it does say that Clark's had the extensive experience about conditioning and body to play football. Um, but it is plausible to see, you know, something physical from Tua Tagovailoa in the Miami's preseason went over to Houston, Texas on Saturday to set off some alarm bells uh, with. No one with the Dolphins, you know, really seemed the concern. Um, so at, for me, I'm I'm gonna say this. And I understand if you would have talked about his football play, you talk about his physical specimen and his physique, bro. You're looking a little bit too much into it if you're Ryan Clark. That's that's just giving weird vibes to me. All I'm saying you, is, where was that talk with Ben Roethlisberger's fat ass? I wasn't even going That's to go your that quarterback. Far. That was your quarterback. Did you? Was you calling him a fat motherfucker? 
Was you saying he fat and chubby? Nine words. You was, was he was he saying that? Was he saying that he was thick? Like, come on, man. Like, come on, bro. Like, I mean, look, bro. You've been doing this for a while now, and the whole thing is for you to come out and say some stupid shit out your mouth like that. Like, motherfucker, what did you comment? Like that? I that I just didn't understand because Ryan Clark, I understand that you had that experience of you. You know, working out and stuff of that nature. Like, it'd be I get different. It. It'd be different if he came back looking like he did last year, and he came back on the field look like me. Right. You know what I'm saying, motherfucker, come back at six foot six, three hundred and fifty fucking pounds. You be like, oh shit, motherfucker, you ain't even got pads on. You can't hit no, 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 fucking, motherfucker. Get on that bike. Get on that bike, you fat motherfucker. Yeah, like, hey, it, it, it's, it's, if he would have came back looking like James <laughs> Harden not out of shape when he was with the Brooklyn Nets, that, that we, yeah, with James Harden was, Yeah, like like a beer belly. Like he just been drinking six packs for the last four months or something of that nature. I would have had no problem with this. But the fact that you said this, he looks thick. That gives me suspect. I don't care if you married or not, Ryan Clark. It looks oh, suspect. Man. You said that he was thick. You said a grown man listen, was thick. Listen, cool boy. Like, give it suspect. I'm telling you, it's something you, you when you say a guy looks thick. That's why when I read the article and I read the quote, I said pause because I didn't. I'm not quoting that two attack below is thick. I'm going up with Ryan Clark and say it. So at the end of the day, bro, if you want to say that he's thick, that's your that's your prerogative. But I think it was unnecessary to talk about his physique. I understand you want to talk about his play or how he played in the preseason or how he played last year and how he's going to get better. But you talking about a man's body physique? Like, come on. Like I said, like I said, don't get me wrong. Like, I can understand made a quotation mark about it and motherfucker. Like I said, he, if he'd have showed up to camp weighing 300 pounds, you know what I'm saying? Like, your boy would have been worried, okay? Right. <laughs> but, like, my man didn't even come in weighing 280. You know what I'm saying? He he, he ain't even sniffing no, like, like, come on, bro. Get out of here. About, what are you about, like, 220 or something like that? 220 yeah, I mean, ish? 240. Bro, what is he like? Six four, six five? Yeah, two is two is about that height. Let me let me just double. Let me just oh, go ahead. Look Please look it up. up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let me let me look that up and just see his height real quick. Um, he is he's actually six one two twenty seven, according oh, to Wikipedia. Jesus Christ, bro, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't understand why they even talked about it. I I. I Bro, I, I, I look, 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 homie got to be wearing lifts, man. Like, I, I, my buddy's got a picture with him. And my buddy's like 6'1", and he's definitely taller than my buddy. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, Tua, you want to clap back that you have every right to do that. But speaking of another quarterback that we want to talk about, and um, I saw this topic on first take, and I thought this was a very interesting topic. It is about Jalen Hurts. Now, they saying, knowing that all the weapons that Jalen Hurts has around him, and the way he was successful last year after coming off of a okay year before that team went to the Super Bowl, will Jalen Hurts be better or worse this season as far as production go? Now, the only reason why I say that is because if you look at his last year's stats, 
you know, 66.5 completion percentage, you know, 3,701 yards, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions with 101, uh, 101.5 passer rating. He had 3,100 yards in 2021 with a 61.3 completion percentage with 16 TDs and nine interceptions. Um, you, of course, he had that 2020 year where he, you know, he came in at the last minute. Okay. You I'm feel gonna... like Jalen Hurts will have a drop-off this year or he will be better than what he did last year. Okay. How, how many stat lines was that? So this was – double stat lines was from – so 2020, he had a uh, – in 2020, he had – How many stat lines? How many different stat lines? Just give me the number of how many different categories. So completion percentage, yards, touchdowns, and interception, and rating. That's five stat lines that I gave you. All right. I bet you he'll improve three of those five. Okay, so what would be the what would be the three that he will will be? I mean, it, it, I, I don't I don't know that off the top of my head. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm telling. I mean, you, right, so if you want to do passing I'm yards, saying, I'm saying three three of those categories were are, will be better, right? Two of those categories might go down, but I'm 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 I'm, I'm giving I'm giving three three out of five. I'm giving three out of five. Okay, so, so I mean, dude. I think it's a still a lot of room for improvement for Jalen Hurst, even though the Eagles went 14 and 14 and two or 14 and one, something like that last year. They won a lot of games last year with the team that they have. But I, I'm gonna be completely honest. You you lost Miles Sanders, but you bring in DeAndre Swift. And you still have that running back by committee for the Philadelphia Eagles. You still have Dallas Goddard. You still have that you still have that same offensive line. And you still you have your receiving cores. That fucking defense. Yeah, not not everything on defense, but you have majority of that defense back. Bro. So I mean, you lose Kazir White, you lose Bro. Marcus Epps, you lose. If that uh, defense can't use that front five, them front five to keep like, come on, bro, you don't deserve that defense then, because I tell you what, them motherfuckers would be dogs. I'd had five, six motherfuckers running at that offensive line every goddamn down. We but I'm, I'm gonna say this though, fucking defense in the NFL. <laughs> but, but 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 I'm but I'm gonna I'm, I'm say I'm gonna say this though, bro. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. The NFC is weak. I would not be surprised if the Philadelphia Eagles make it back to the Super Bowl because how weak the NFC is this year. That's just that's just me. If you want to look at complete teams. In the NFC, it's not too many you can say complete teams. You really can't. It's, I mean, Eagles is. It, it, I think to me in the in that NFC conference, they're the number one complete team in the NFC. Ooh. Could you? Could I, you I'm imagine, calling. Could you imagine the battle of the birds? The battle of the birds. The Eagles versus the Ravens in the fucking Super Bowl. I mean, y'all played in the preseason. We saw a preview. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Bro, I'm saying Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers, every time I see that motherfucker touch that ball, woo, he gives you that but, little highlight. Bro, I'm I'm, I'm just saying, like, bro, him, between him and Brashad and, and Odell, like, bro, I, yeah, it might be hard not for, for Lamar not to get that, that 4,000-yard eclipse, especially because you know his favorite guy, you know Mark Andrews gonna get twelve hundred. You know he's gonna get twelve. If he on that field for at least sixteen games, he ain't gotta be all seventeen games. Just sixteen games, my man is getting twelve hundred yards. You can believe that he giving you ten tutties too. But I, I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna just you know 
say say this though, but I just I just feel like the Philadelphia Eagles they can't they they can't get worse. I think they can they they, they can get better, and I think Jalen Hurts is going to be better. I think he could throw for four thousand passing yards. Mind you, he did miss a couple of games with that shoulder injury, you know, last season. In Gardner Minshew had to play. That's probably why he didn't get that four thousand. But I think if he plays all sixteen to seventeen games, he's going to get. He's going to eclipse the four thousand. I think his touchdowns is going to be a little bit higher. I think he'll have more than twenty two. But I just don't want those. I just don't want those. I'm just I'm just nervous about him getting running the ball a little bit too much. I want to see more passing touchdowns than rushing when it comes. I'm I'm just telling you from from watching the practices and watching what Todd Munkin is doing. Nah, bro. Like, bro, he might he might run the ball twice a game. No, I'm just saying. For, I'm saying for Jalen Hurts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, talking, I'm talking about Jalen Hurts. I want to talk about Jamal, Lamar Jackson. I'm just talking about for Jalen Hurts situation. I want oh, to see no, more no, passing no, touchdowns. Sure. Look, look. I want to see more than 22 passing touchdowns. I think if he would have had more oh, yards and more touchdowns and less interceptions, he it would have been okay. a tighter conversation for MVP. So, so this is what I'll say. I, I, I will say, he will, he will eclipse. 3,900 yards into the maybe like low 40 to 4,000 yards. And okay. I'm talking about Hurts, right? He will eclipse 30 touchdowns this year. He'll go, he'll proceed. Uh, I'm, he's going over 30 touchdowns this year. Like, I, I'm, I'm te- like, bro, he's going to have a great year all year long. Like, he's not going to be the best every single week, but he's going to be in the top four or five every single week. He's got the defense. He's damn sure got the offensive tools. Like, and then again, he's a gamer. He's a fucking gamer. He 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 will rely on himself to win a game if he needs to, and that's what you want. All right. So, Jalen Hurts, I can't wait. I can't wait for this NFL season to start. I just need for it to start right now. Listen, I need for it to start right now. Listen, damn it. I will say this. I will say this. So I like Hurts enough that you do you know who I compare him to? What the cutting snake. him? The snake from your beloved Ravens. Bro, <laughs> oh, I'm just telling you. You watch him, you watch that escape, the moves, and then chuck like bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bro, yeah. bro, bro. I watched him and I sit there, I watch old Raider footage every once in a while, and I get the old old games and I'll sit there and watch it, or I'll be on YouTube and I'm sitting there watching it, and then I turn around and I watched him all last year, and it was just like Come on, on, come on, Stable. Come on, kid Stable. Come on, man. Come on, the one of the goats. Come on now. Stop playing with him, man. The snake was the snake but, was the uh, ball, man. Listen, Mark guy. Andrews is the best all-around tight end in the motherfucking league. There's no tight end that blocks, catches, gets open, and, 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 like all-around hauler of the fucking offense than Mark Andrews. He's the one, he's literally the backbone of our offense. Like do you, like like there's no other tight end that that comes even close to blocking and being a receiver. Like there's none. Like I don't give a shit. He sat there one on one and got uh, Miles Garrett to the fucking ground. So I no I, I, I I'm sorry. He's not gonna fall. He, he he's not gonna go down. The only reason that that they give Kelsey and Kittle all the praise is because of offense. Offense, offense, and, and numbers. Kelsey's done it for so goddamn long. And and don't get me wrong, Kettle Kettle is good. 
But I, I think Kettle also gets a super shine for where he plays. Okay. So I mean, let, let let's be honest. If 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 Mark Andrews was say on the Bengals, do you like like bro? He would be getting superstar status right now. Right. Like I'm I, I mean let let let's be real. If it, it, you know what I mean, if if he played for the Giants, megastar, he'd be a fucking megastar. <laughs> he'd be billboards everywhere, watch commercials, every fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like, come on, let, let, let's keep it real here. Uh, so that that's being <laughs> 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 the commanders, man. But uh, let's let's get on to let's get on to the next topic. But I saw this topic want to get up because I got up mad early to to try to do to fix the overlays and fix everything up and try to do things differently on, on this page. And I was watching it and, you know, uh, Mike Greeny, I think that's what his name is, he had the top five impact players that's on new teams in the NFL. This is That means that you are a free agent, you got traded, or you was a free agent and signed with a new team. And what type of impact you will bring to those to those teams? So his top five was number five, he had DJ Moore. Number four, he had Brandon Cooks. Number three, he had Odell Beckham. Number four, if he moves to another team, is Jonathan Taylor. And number one, of course, he's a Jets fan, so he's going to pick Aaron Rodgers. Now, a lot of people disagree with his list. Because Jonathan Taylor is still with the Indianapolis Colts. And a lot of people said they should have moved DJ Moore from number five to number two on that list, which I agree. Right there, keep Odell at three. Brand, but but there's another there's a lot of teams that, that might have impact on their, you know, on their teams. You you might have Baker Mayfield that might make an impact for the Buccaneers. You got Derek Carr for the New Orleans Saints. But what is what would be your five if you had to pick, Mac? I know you probably don't disagree. I know you probably disagree with this list, but who would be your five impact players when it comes to players going from one team to another, especially the, you know going to a new team? I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna go defensive heavy. I'm gonna say Zadarius Smith at five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go Jalen Ramsey. When he get back from Miami, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you could. I mean, you could go some offense. Um, the I'm I'm no the the one that um left the Eagles, Javon Hargrave. Uh huh. For the San Francisco 49ers? Uh huh. Ooh. <laughs> um, that that's why I'm sitting here. I'm, like I'm I'm trying to think of the name. Um. Yeah, Javon Hargrave is definitely gonna make an impact for that defense. Oh, uh, Rock Yasin. For Baltimore? Yeah. I think he's going to have a major impact. Um, What was the... the, um, mm. Number one. Number one. It's one... I I think... I have have a player that nobody said, but I think he's going to make a bigger... I think he's going to make a big impact offensively. I'm just waiting for... I was waiting for you to finish so I could say it. I'm just waiting for it, brother. I mean, if you want to throw Dalvin Cook in there, I think he's going to be a bigger impact than Aaron um, Rodgers, in my opinion. 
No, I mean, see, that's what I'm saying. Now, now I want to think about it because my my number one, I want it to be the best one, and then I'm I'm sitting here thinking and thinking and thinking because it's just like. Um, but you know what though? Even though while you're thinking about that, I think you're listening. Is- um, uh, what's his name? Um, the one from the Cowboys. Micah Parsons. No. Trayvon Diggs. Tight end. That left the the Cowboys. Oh, Dalton Schultz. Uh huh. Oh, for the Texans. You know what? I w- that would definitely help out CJ Stroud. I think he will make an impact for them. I like Dalton Schultz. I think he was a big impact for Dallas, and now he's with the. I mean, Texans. he's going to be a safety blanket. So, bro, yeah, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised seeing him get eight touchdowns, 800, 900 yards, like he's or, or better or better. I mean, like I said, I mean, he doesn't. He's not exactly playing for the Cowboys anymore. It's going to be the Texans, but with. Uh, the new head coach, um, what's his name? Is is it Demarco? Um, uh, Demico Ryan's. There you go, there you. <laughs> Demarco Demico. I'm sorry, buddy. Today, I'm man. sorry. Listen, bro. Listen, I wholeheartedly, I wholeheartedly want to see the Texans back in the playoffs. I do. Some of the best, the, some of the best playoff games we had, and and playoff caliber games we had was going against the Texans with Matt Schaub and and uh, Adrian Foster. Them motherfuckers yeah. were so sneaky fucking good, man. They were so we, underrated at bro, the time. We played them every it really was. Year. Like it's they were so like, underrated man. at that time, bro. When I when I tell you it was is that was that was when the Texans was on the map. Like the Cowboys was mediocre and the Texans was the best team in the state when it comes to professional sports at that time. Listen, JJ so. Watt was the Texas the Texas defense. Sure I'm was. Sure. Absolutely. You, I mean, I mean, you, you, you got, <laughs> you had one year, you had one year where you had Will Fork, and that was fucking amazing. Will Fork just refrigerating two fucking grown ass men walking into the quarterback, and JBJ Watt just tearing off the head on the side. Jesus Christ, bro, that was supposed to be something beautiful. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna say mine, <coughs> and mine's a little bit mixture is kind of like defense and offense. Um. Number five, I'm definitely going to put DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's going to be an impact for the Tennessee Titans because we all know what type of talent he can do no matter what quarterback he has. So DeAndre Hopkins for the Tennessee Titans. I think he's going to be an impact to help out Traylon Burks, that that, uh, second-year player that came out of, um, I think it was Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken. It was one of those colleges. But uh, I like DeAndre Hopkins at five. Um, I do like DJ Moore at four. I think DJ Moore is really going to help out Justin Fields so much. And I saw some preseason games that he took a wide receiver screen I to think, the house. I think, and, I think on this note, uh, I, I think it's going to be the other way around. Justin Fields is going to help DJ Moore. I, I wouldn't say that because DJ Moore has already been productive in his league I mean, in Carolina. I'm not, I mean, uh, but I'm saying, though, how, how many, did he get 1,200 yards? Um. I'm I'm not I'm not too sure about that, but yeah, I know. Like, like, I don't, I, did he, did I thought he had like a 900 yard season? I, I didn't think he eclipsed a thousand. In, in in 2021, he had 1100. 1100 in 2021. Yeah, he had 1100. He had 1157 uh, yards and 93 receptions. And who was but, his quarterback? Um, was with the Panthers in was 2020. That, was that Cam? In 2021, I don't. It probably, it probably was multiple 
Okay. If I was multiple, because you know they even switch the quarterbacks, Panthers. So what? What did he get last year? In twenty twenty one, um, it was Sam Darnold, Cam Newton, and PJ Walker was the three quarterbacks that actually did play in twenty twenty one. That was that all three of them played in twenty twenty one. Okay, but what what did he have last year? How many yards did he have last year? Um, I do see that he had he played he missed three games last year, but he had eight hundred and eighty eight yards, seven touchdowns on sixty three receptions. See, that's what I'm saying, bro. I, DJ Moore would be helping him out a lot more because I think I, 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 I Justin Fields would be helping T, uh, DJ, DJ Moore, Moore out. Mm-hmm. Because he's going to help him eclipse all the numbers. He's going over. He's going over. He's definitely going the fuck over. So I do like DJ Moore. I do like Jalen Ramsey. When Jalen Ramsey gets 100% back, I think he's going to be really, really good for this Miami Dolphins defense. I really do um, like that. Uh, Number two, I'm going to go Dalvin Cook. I think... Even though they have Brees Hall for the Jets, I think Dalvin Cook brings a different dynamic at the running back position for the New York Jets. And I, that's why I'm not putting Rodgers up there because, of course, Rodgers is the obvious. But I, I still I still wouldn't put Rodgers up there just yet. I just think – don't get me wrong. He's – Rodgers is, is Aaron Rodgers. We all know that. Um, I Waller, Waller was definitely one I totally forgot about. I think he's going to be an asset to um, – to the New York Giants. I think he's going to be good for them. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, if he's healthy, he definitely will be good for uh, the Detroit Lions. Uh, number one, I'm going to be biased here. I'm going Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr will definitely going to make an impact for the New Orleans Saints. He has a chance to win that division in a weak division of the NFC South. I do like the Atlanta Falcons, too. Don't get me wrong. Carolina's still going to be on the uprise, but right now the most complete team in that division is the New Orleans Saints. So I really like Derek Carr to succeed in that offense. And they already have a good defense. And I, got I think he could be, I think he could be, he could have that great impact. I really think so. I got an honorable mention. Okay. Jesse, Jesse Bates. For uh, Atlanta now, right? Mm-hmm. You know what? That's, I'm, that's I'm my not, honorable mention. I'm not mad at Atlanta, though. I think Atlanta looks really good. What I've saw in preseason with they ones. Atlanta look all right. Listen, listen. I'll say this. I'll say this. Okay. If if everybody remains coachable and everybody remains team, mm-hmm. they can play up to their competition every single game, no issue, right? But if they don't continue to buy and they don't continue to play team, they can slip. And that's mm-hmm. that. That's my because it's 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 going to be fundamentals over talent with Atlanta. So these guys are getting coached up. You know what I'm saying? They're not they're not playing, you know what I mean? Like like you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I I get it. But you know, hey, Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates is gonna be definitely helping them. And and they got Jeff Okuda over there. They traded for Jeff Okuda uh from the Detroit Lions. That was a high draft pick for them, and the Lions traded him to Atlanta. So if Okuda can stay. Healthy and can stay 100%. I think they'll really be good with the secondary, but I do like I think Atlanta is one of those dark horse teams that people are going to really have to worry about offensively. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's going to be it's all uh, their offense is on that quarterback. He played good, he played good. I give it to oh, Desmond Ritter, yeah, he played good. 
And this, the fact that they're giving him another chance means that he's putting the work in. Right. And he's got to be putting that work in. And he took the so, job from Marcus Mariota last year. I mean, I mean, I mean it's okay. Marcus Mariota. I, 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 I get it. But. I'll give you claps because you took a job, but. No offense, Marcus Mariota ain't ain't been good in like four years. Let's, I mean, uh, let's. I can say this though: when he was with the Raiders, he played pretty fine until he got hurt. But you know, he's an injury-prone quarterback. He was fine when, you know, when Carr had to go down and he got hurt. And yeah, other than that, when Marcus Mariota was not available, he was the highest-paid backup in the NFL. Which I that that was bogus to me. But that's the Raiders for you. That's the Raiders for you. Yeah. Um. So we get down to the nitty gritty of, of preseason. Um, we actually are in the final week of preseason, and it's some notable names that's a possibly traded. Listen to me, listen to me. The, the, this guy was a first round pick, okay. And how many sacks does he have? He's played for multiple years, right? We drafted him two years ago. Hmm. Okay. This, this, I mean, and and uh, for me, I'm I'm sorry if if I draft you in the first round or second round, and I don't get at least production by year two. Yeah, it's kind of a waste of pick, and that's pretty much what what ground he's standing on. Okay, so let's let's just get down to it, because like I said, preseason week three is definitely here. Um, the la- it will start Thursday, of course, of all the preseason games. But roster cuts is going to come down, I think, on the 29th, if I'm not mistaken. I think right after all the preseason games are done. But it's some players that's tr- that might be traded before these roster cuts. And I have yeah. five of them here. I, I can, can I say this? I think, and in, in especially this year and the years upcoming, I think the like, bro. The there's going to be a serious trade day on that cut day, that last day. Yeah, you have to cut your. I think that's going to start being a huge trade day because I mean, for for years people just got cut. Like now, I'm I'm seeing more teams are going to start sitting back on the phones that last day. So look, I, I you know what I mean for for uh you know uh fifth round pick, we'll give you this person, this person, this person. Yeah, I send them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, now, now you've got to pick for what you cut and lost. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. You still got you. You still got to keep. You know what I mean? Your your practice squad guys. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, you're you're talking about. Uh, I, I think what is it, fifteen or sixteen guys that you get to keep on that that squad. So, mm, it's tough, brother. They know Devontae Adams traded to no Jets. Stop that. I don't know where you're getting that source from. Trust and believe. I I follow everything Raiders. I follow everything. <laughs> I follow everything Raiders and everything NFL. That would have been breaking news coming across my screen right now if that happened. So Anthony <laughs> Price, stop it. Stop it. But uh, roster cuts is August 29th which is the same day Jonathan Taylor has to make a decision of what he needs to be traded. And it has to be, everything has to be done by 4 p.m. on August 29th. He's trolling. He's trolling, Arku. I'm not, I'm not worried. He's trolling. But the five players that they have up here, 
Um, I'm just going to throw them out real quick. They got Shaquille Barrett, the edge rusher from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, possibly being on the trade block during these roster cuts. Uh, Lillel Collins, the offensive tech for the Cincinnati Bengals, he's still on the trade block um, because of his uh, his injury status is the reason why of that. Um, Zach Ertz, the tight end of the Arizona Cardinals, is on this list. Um, you got Christian Kirkley, the linebacker from the Houston Texans, on this list, and you have the tight end Logan Thomas from the Washington Commanders on this list that possibly could be traded before roster cuts. How you feel about those five players being up there? I mean, those are all guys that it's like you know, they're, 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 it's either the the contract or it's the play. I mean, I, I mean, according to, I mean, uh, they have the reasoning why they have those up there, but the one that stands out to me is um, Shaquille Barry, and it says that you know that he has an instrumental part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense since he signed with the club in 2019. He earned the only two Pro Bowls nods in his career and a Super Bowl ring in his second, um, in his second with the organization. It may be time for the 30 year old to change uniforms. Barrett is owed a massive amount of cash for an upcoming season, which one of the Bucks are very unlikely to contend following Tom Brady's retirement. Then it says that Barrett is coming off of Achilles injury that cost him more than half of the 2022 NFL season. It was the first time that he missed more than three games with the injury entering the league when he came undrafted in 2014. So before his Achilles tendon issue, uh, cropped up. It says that Barrett's production appeared to be declining. Uh, he recorded just only three sacks in eight contests and a noticeable dip from 10 sacks in 15 games that he recorded in the prior season, well off the mark of 19 and a half sacks that he noted during his first year in Tampa. I didn't even know he was 30. Honestly. I mean, look, hold on. I, and and I'll, I'll say this. All right. Edge rushers, and by edge rushers, I mean rushing linebackers. Right. Right. You have to give him somebody else to cause pressure. He's one of the easiest double teams. And I don't mean that like he's not good because he is good. Yeah. But you're, you're given the option of putting two, either two offensive line or offensive line and a tight end on him. If you don't have somebody else to cause pressure, somebody else to be able to pull some of those guys off every once in a while, it's man, you, you can't expect him to have double digit sacks. You know, it's like it's like look, look, look who was playing on the other side. When's the last time he had somebody that 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 was playing notable on the other side? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I I can't really think of the last real other uh, other rusher outside of him, honestly. In a, <laughs> like, <laughs> and the other one that stood out to me was um, I mean, it did kind of stand out, but it's just a notable name is Zach Ertz. You know, of course, he has Zach Ertz has a great career anyway, even majority of his time with the Philadelphia. I mean, Eagles. he might be asking for that trade too. Because I mean, it, yeah, like I mean, he's like, look, man, I only got a few more years left. I might as well go to a contender. Get the fuck up out of here. Y'all revamping this whole organization again. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get up out you. <laughs> and then even with, you know, Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz is coming off of a significant knee injury that cost him seven games last season, too. 
Um, he did sign a three-year extension for $10 million annually in a tight end. Went down in week 10 with a tour ACL and MCL, uh, according to Michael Grafarlo of the NFL Network. So that could be one that that could be one that he wants to get out of Arizona because Arizona is a terrible organization and they have nothing to win for and Vikings. injuries. Vikings. Hello. The Vikings got Hawkinson. They got Hawkinson? I, yeah, they got they yeah, got TJ Hawkinson. They traded. Oh, so I mean, well, the Lions traded TJ Hawkinson to Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Fuck. I, yeah, Detroit ain't gonna go after him. Fuck. I mean, Detroit could go. I mean, Detroit could go after him, but I, they just signed. They just drafted Sam Laporta out of Iowa, and they really high on him right now. So I don't know if they're gonna go after an older Zach Ertz. Um, Anthony Price said he would yeah. trade Ertz to Washington, but. I mean, Logan Thomas is Logan Thomas is, is going is coming off of the same injury that Zach Ertz had. So yeah, why would you want to? Why would you want to trade for that? You know. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you a fool. <laughs> yeah, little no green. No, Washington do not want Ertz. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my bro Mo Green, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Send Ertz to the Colts. You know what? That could be really helpful for Anthony Richardson. Yeah, they they gonna need something. They gonna need something. They do need a tight end. That's one. I don't even know who their tight end is right now for the Indianapolis Colts. So I think Ertz going to the Colts it definitely would be a little bit more give another weapon to Anthony Richardson, help him out and give him that safety blanket for Anthony Richardson to evolve. You know, because I know he's going to start. I don't think this is going to be the starting quarterback starting week one. Unfortunately, that's going to happen. But now you 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 add another weapon to help him. So, um, you know, the other ones didn't really stand out to me. Christian Kirkley, uh, Kersey, I didn't really know too much. I know a lot. Of, I know a few about him, but I mean, he was a high draft pick for the Houston Texans that just didn't pan out. Um, so at the end of the day, when it comes to roster cuts. We're going to see what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor. We're going to see what's going to happen with all these guys, man. It's, it's just so much going on this offseason with people wanting to be traded. What's going to happen with Trey Lance? What's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor? A lot of NFL news came down the pipeline. But, but, do I really want to talk about this, this boy? Do I really want to talk about this man? James freaking Harden. I am so sick of this. And only reason why I'm talking about it because he did a crowdfunding. He did a crowdfunding with his he own He sure arm. did. And it, what makes me mad about this whole situation with, with James Harden, matter of fact, I'm blaming the NBA because 100K ain't shit, number one. You'll find a guy 100K for what he said about Daryl Morley. I don't know what the conversation was from what I'm hearing that he was supposed to guarantee Harden a max contract after he opted in and took a pay cut last year. Don't know. Don't care. Just get on with it. Trade him. Do something. If you're Daryl Morey. He got on there and went to a community event and said that Daryl Morey was a liar. Please. If, I don't, what, what are you lying about, James Harden? You want to put that out there to the universe? What else he's lying about? I'm done with James Harden, yo. I'm done with it. I'm not. I'm. I'm making this conversation short and sweet when it comes to the beard. But the NBA, you got to do. You got to do better organization wise. 
if you're going to call out one of your GMs that he works for, and you only find the player 100K, that is a, that's not even a slap on the wrist. That's not even a slap on the wrist. This man makes millions of dollars to be a bum. I'm not talking about his past. I'm not talking about what he did with Houston. I'm not talking about what he did with, with Oklahoma City. I'm talking about this previous year. Yes, he had a good game, a, a few good games in, in, in the playoffs, but we all know he stinks in the playoffs. So Daryl Morey, just get it done. Get him away from the Philadelphia 76ers. Find some quality players to put around Joel and B and get James Harden the hell out of Philadelphia. Because now, once you did that to Daryl Morey, you turned your back on Morey and you turned your back on this organization. And now the fans don't like you either. Mac, what you what you what you gotta say real quick before we go next? Next. <laughs> oh man. He said, if I win the Mega Millions, hold up. He said, if I win the Mega Millions this year, I'm giving everyone your, on your team 25K. Let's go. Give me 25K right now. Shit. No, no. He means he's going to buy you a copy of uh, NBA 22, 25K. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm with it. Mo Green, be real. If you win the Millions, get Hopkins a house of his own pay and buy Mac a home. In Owen Mills, LOL. No, nah, bro, don't put me in a motherfucking Owen Mills. <laughs> bro, like you hundred dollars, Harden would win a ring if he if he cut the beer. You know what? I still don't believe it. He ain't win shit at Arizona State. Look, look, so he, he ain't look, had no beer then. If he if he wants a ring, there's three places he can go, and he knows where to go. Yeah. That's, I mean, look, you you could go to the Celtics. That's a possible fucking ring. You could go to Miami. That's a possible fucking ring. You know what I mean? Like, Don't go to Miami. I left the Sixers because of James Harden. Don't come to Miami. He go to the fucking Nuggets. He go to the Nuggets. Go to the Nuggets. Go to the Nuggets and sit on the bench, but don't come to Miami. No, nah, we put, put, look, look, put him in Bruce Brown's role. It could work. I mean, that's only if James Harden wants to be a bench player. I mean, what do you that's the problem. You don't have to put him on the bench. Who would you take out of the starting five? Because Bruce Brown was not a starter. I mean, he he was in some of the playoffs. That's that. I, I, yeah, look, they bro, I didn't watch a lot play. of regular season games. Okay. <laughs> if I watch regular season game, it's 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 the Wizards or it's the Celtics. I'm. Just, I didn't watch games like that. Playoffs? Hell yeah. Yeah, I just had to, I just had to throw that out there, man. I just had to throw that out there for James Harden because like NBA, you should have you should have did more than give him some some goddamn 100k. 100k is like $10 to us. Well, to him. No, I'm I, not 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 necessarily. 100k to way as much money as James Harden it's has more made. Like 10, it's more like ten thousand. No. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't say ten dollars because, like, I, I'm telling you right now, ain't no way that man got over a hundred million dollars in his bank account right now. You got to think about the endorsements that he got too. Man, with the financial irresponsibilities that he's had, 
Are you fucking like, bro? My my man has easily spent a hundred million dollars in jewelry. Easily. <laughs> think, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, like let's 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 sit back and think about this shit. Let's let's think about all the clubbing and all all the partying. Do you, you think that shit don't 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 add up? It adds up. Don't get me wrong. You think James Harden's in here? Oh, twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand dollars. Yep, our VIP room. We gonna rent it out. Twenty thousand dollars, and then another ten thousand dollars for bottle service. And then, like, bro, and this man, this man do this on the regular. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, like, bro. He can have all them endorsement deals. He can have tennis shoe cut. But, bro, when you spend, when you spend money, not. I mean, true. True. Absolutely. Abs- absolutely. But. Uh, we're down to the final topic because I was going to talk about Shakari Richardson because a lot of people fail to talk about as much slander that that woman got the last couple of years, you know, for her smoking weed or smoking marijuana or finding some type of drug in her system, which it was not no steroid or nothing of that nature. And she's the fastest. She's the fastest woman to win the 100 meter. Don't need to leave that girl alone. Salute. Y'all need to leave that girl alone. Behind her, I backed her like hell. Like, I did she, too. I did. Everybody too. I know, everybody I know here in Baltimore, man, we was all like, we, we, man, we rooting for you. And I just don't get it how they try to slander her. Like you know those pet when they when the whole, everything first came, they tried to slander her through the rug because they tried to make it seem like she was the um, what's the other girl that 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 was on steroids that 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 was fast marion jones they try to compare her to marion jones Listen, and marion jones was the it, reason one was the main one that was taking all the steroids so, so shikari richardson is different than marion jones here, 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 tell me how crazy this is right so women right if you're in the olympics and your testosterone levels test too high you can be disqualified from a sport yeah, but what if what if it but what if That's that is crazy. a condition? But what That's if that crazy. is a condition where because I know some women that was born with more testosterone than estrogen. You know what I'm saying? So yes, if, yes. You know, so yes. when it comes when it yes. comes to that, when it so when it comes to that, I'm I'm sitting here like okay, if if that if that's the case of how you saying it, Matt. The the U.S. committee, the USA committee, or how they, what, however they do it, she had documentation of that, so it won't make it seem like okay, this person's taking testosterone or this person taking steroids or whatever. Well, no, no, I mean that's what they have. They have a rule, and and, and it states that like if if you participate in certain sports and you do like certain, and you're a woman and your testosterone levels test too high, they can disqualify you from going against. Because it says it's it's like a, un, a it's an unfair advantage, which is bullshit. It's bullshit. Especially if you're, especially if that's how you're, how it happens, how you grew up that way. If you, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I mean, look, look. I think, I think it, it it should be even down the fucking middle. Like, like yeah. if you want to compete in sports, it, it it's like everybody should have their own group, especially when it comes like to Olympics. 
you like like even trans people, trans people want to mm-hmm. compete in the Olympics. Bam, they go against other trans. Like, like if you're a trans woman converting into a woman, you go against other guys that are converting into in, into women. And the same thing for the females that are converting into men. It's mm-hmm. just like like that's who you compete against. You know what I mean? Like if if we're gonna include everybody, then include everybody against their own subgroups. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, agree. Versus agree. versus trying 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 to push too many lines because then it, then it does it, it it gives unfair advantages. It, yeah, it, to it, it does give unfair advantages, but if people, it, but if it's some people, if some women out there that's not taking anything medically to transition and they just have more testosterone than they have estrogen, just from not doing anything medically, then I mean I don't know how a female could stop that. I mean. I don't, know if it's, 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 I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's. I don't know if you huh? can't. You can't. Yeah, you on. can't. So you, it's, you so. shouldn't have to because it's natural. It's fucking natural. Yeah, it's it's natural. So in that situation, if I am the USA Olympics committee, right? If I'm them, I would make a separate Olympics because it's mind you, it's transgenders, it's lesbians, it's gays, it's whatever. All across this goddamn world, not just in the United States, but all across this goddamn world, let them compete in their own well, Olympics. I mean, so I, I mean, yeah, the the the, the sexual orientation and, and all that, like to me, like that that the that that shouldn't matter in the first place. But I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Everybody should be able to compete versus a person oh, of, of like, their kind, like, right? Yeah. Like whether it's transitioning, non-transitioning, you know, whatever. Like, Agreed. That uh, it's for me, it's 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 that simple. Uh, Agree, but uh, when it comes to Shakari Richardson's situation, I, I just feel like they they try to slander her, oh, because they would probably say, "Stay off the weed." Yeah, Stephen A. Smith, I stole that from you, and I don't care. But okay, yeah, she was smoking weed. So the hell, what? She was still the fastest mother ever in the world. Doing it like hello, like what what are we doing here? Like y'all tried to slander her, y'all tried to end her career, and now she's dominating the way she's dominating, and she's just like, oh f you, I'm not talking to the media. Oh bro, bro, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Some dispensary needs to get a hold of her and get her smoking a joint while running. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I'm just telling you, sponsorships come rolling in. Get it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I think she got. I don't get me wrong. I think she got a few sponsorships already. I think she got to do a few partnerships because that's how they. Because even though when they in the Olympics that they do the preliminaries and all that stuff, during that time that they're not running or not not training, they get paid through their endorsements. So I think she got she got money. She got money. Don't get me wrong. So Shakari Richardson, I'm proud of you, love. I appreciate you, and you keep doing what the hell you doing. Fastest woman in the hundred meter. Uh, and beating out Jamaica and all those other countries that you beat out. And mind you, just I don't know if you saw the highlights, bro. She didn't even start out winning the race. She had to come back from like four runners down and outdid everybody midway through. And she didn't even start off winning the race. That's the crazy part. Girl, the girl can run. The girl can run. Anthony Price, what the... Is what? it the weed or the color of her skin? You know what? It might be both. It might be both. Because you don't know who you don't know what colors these people are on the USA committee. Because every if you notice every successful black runner, like to Michael Johnson, to Marion Jones, now Shakari Richardson, 
because they're so good. Well, Marriott Jones, I can't really advocate listen, for, but Mike, listen, but Michael listen. Johnson, he, I don't think he didn't take no steroids, and they had to test him, and he was just that good. Yeah, no, uh, and and uh, while while we're, we're 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 on this type of subject, um, hold on a second, uh, figure skater. A figure skater. Hmm. Interesting. Now I'm I'm, I'm ready to hear this. I'm ready to hear this. I don't know what is going on with my Star Andrews. Okay. I heard of that name before. So no matter what she did. On how good she did it, they 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 wouldn't let her win. They wouldn't let her win. So she went out there and did a fucking flip on the ice. Flipped completely. Okay. Like whoop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like like literally when, when when she came down, like her face was like a not even a, less than a foot away from the ground, and then flipped over on like okay. They they still wouldn't let this girl win, and when I tell you, like like it had everything to do with her skin color. They were fucking racist. They were fuck. They were pieces of shit because they didn't want to let her win. And uh, I've I've seen episodes on it. I've I've seen a few documentaries on it. If if you want to watch it, it's freaking awesome. But yeah, no. Um, so Anthony might just have a point there, though. Anthony might just have a point there because it could really be the color of of the skin uh, to not let them win or be successful at what they do. So no, I get no, 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 I got it wrong. I got it wrong. It's uh, Saria <laughs> Bonalay. Up, oh, they go Mac butchering names. <laughs> it ain't me this time. <laughs> But um, yeah, sorry, I, I I got it wrong. I got it wrong. I completely apologize. I don't know. Yeah, and of course, of course, it won't fucking show it. <laughs> yeah, because you on a you on a virtual screen. That's why. You on that virtual screen? Uh, I'm not gonna do it. But yeah, so. Mm. Saray Bonalay B O N A L Y. I'm gonna say Bonalay. Yeah, Saria Bonalay. She went to the Olympics and yeah, no. They was like, no, no, no. <laughs> but hey, I mean, hopefully, you know, Shakari can still keep doing her thing and stuff of that nature. Shout out to my boy Mo. He says his early DFS, he he does DFS as well um, on the sports book. You know, Detroit six and a half versus KC, Baltimore nine and a half versus Houston. And uh, Minnesota and Tampa Bay over 45 and a half. Mo, you got to get up with Mac when it comes to the bets and picks, man. You got to get up with him. So, oh man, yeah. I got picks that, bro. I, I've done ran through so many different picks and different scenarios, bro. I, I got a bunch of bets covered for week one of the NFL. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll definitely um, be, uh, we'll definitely, I am going to make a fantasy league tonight. For the Darian Hopkins Sports Show, so I'm gonna send it in the group chat. And um, so uh, I will send this uh, next. Are you month. going to join? Are you going to join the league? What league? 
the league, if I if I make a fantasy league, are you going to join it? I mean, I guess yeah, sure. <laughs> Max, I'm not like fantasy I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if I get the last pick, if I get the last pick in the draft, I'm auto drafting. Fuck them. <laughs> but you notice, you notice when you're the last pick, you get the first pick in the next round, right? That's the strategy. Yeah, no, no. I mean, again, I've I've been in fantasy leagues with butthole people, where first for first round, it'll be like ten or twelve of us. Everybody takes a quarterback. But I'm only picking. This the thing about is, I'm only picking no, 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 no. people no, to listen, be in this listen. league. If, I ain't doing if twelve I don't people. Pick quarterback. If I don't pick a quarterback, guess what they'll do? They'll turn around. Everybody else will grab the rest of the quarterbacks. That's so crazy. it's like, like, bro, I, I've, I've had it to me. It happened to me two two years in a row. And, and when I didn't grab a quarterback, I I, I went tight end. I went, I went wide receiver. I went running back. I, everybody snatched the rest of the quarterbacks. Like, bro, Derek Carr was my quarterback for back to back years. <laughs> <laughs> I felt sorry for you, brother. I know. Did you go look on the waiver wire to see who was on there to pick up off waivers? Yeah, that nobody, nobody. <laughs> so you tell me nobody was better than Derek Carr always. <laughs> like no, it's nobody. Yo, that I, did, I didn't play fantasy last year. I didn't play fantasy last year. I played the year before that. Okay, okay. So we'll we'll get more into it though. Uh, I got a I got a quick question for you for NBA start bench and cut. Do you start Luka Doncic? Do you bench Jason Tatum, or do you cut Kevin Durant? So Doncic, Tatum, Kevin Durant. Who you start bench and cut? Like it's gonna be a tough one here. Who you starting? Who you benching? Who you cutting? Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, I'm, I'm, or Kevin I'm, Durant? I, 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 so so automatically, look, K, KD is my backup. He's my backup. I'm, KD's so not KD's here. yours. KD's on your bench, basically. K, KD's on my bench. There's there's either way. KD's on my bench. I'm having a hard okay. time because it's like Tatum can drop 50, but Luka can drop 60. So and you're going to cut Tatum is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm cutting Tatum. Okay. So you're cutting. So Anthony Price and it, it, it's only, this is fucking. It, it's hard for me. It is fucking hard. <laughs> but but for, for me, Tatum has way more off nights than Luka does. So consistency is key. And that's why he got cut. <laughs> Say no more. Say no more. And last but not least, I don't know if y'all heard, today is Kobe Bryant's birthday. The GOAT himself, one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, he would have been 45 today. Crazy, right? That even though that he even passed away, it still don't feel like he didn't that he didn't pass away. So rest in peace to the GOAT and happy birthday to you. And speaking of another GOAT, Michael Jordan, I don't know if you heard this. Um, uh, it was a podcast on uh, – actually, it was on Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith texts uh, – I mean, Jordan texted Stephen A. Smith to let them know on first take that Magic Johnson 
is the greatest point guard of all time. And the only reason why that came it's up. It's not a debate. Only reason it's why that. It's not a debate. It's not a debate. It's not a debate at all. But the only reason why it came up, because Stephen Curry went on Gilbert's Arena's podcast, and he felt as though that he was the greatest point guard of all time. But he did mention magic right behind him. But I am not agreeing with that. I understand, Steph Curry, you want to be confident in yourself and make yourself the greatest point guard of all time. But I'm not saying you're the greatest point guard of all time. I'm just not saying it. Magic Johnson is the greatest. He's the one that made the triple doubles freaking irrelevant. I mean, it was around, don't get me wrong, but it made it more relevant when he was doing it. So, I mean, Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard of all time. I'm sorry listen, to say. Magic Johnson came you you can bottle him up like like in any one of those 80 years from from 80 to to 89. Right. You take Magic Johnson, healthy Magic Johnson, any one of those years and you can drop him off in any time from from NBA past to NBA present and he will fucking dominate. Agreed. Agreed. Dominant. There's nobody in the NBA today. You're not going to tell me you're going to take a 20, 23, 25 year old fucking Magic Johnson, put him in the league right now, and he's not hands down going to be the top three. Right. Top three. And I'm talking about top three in the NBA, let alone in, in, in the league. He will be absolutely the best. Like, are bro, you, you troll it, bro. <laughs> LeBron James. Would be crying. Yeah, he'll be crying. Like yeah. there's and and then again, you're talking about the work ethic, the run, the drive. The bro, mm. come on, man, come on, man. We all know that. Come man. on, it's not even the debate, bro. It's not even a debate. I'm sorry, it's not. Magic Johnson is the greatest to do it. That's what I'm saying, like, like, bro. When you're talking, you're talking about generational fucking person. You're talking about the whole a generational thing. talent. At he that. took he took rings from Hall of Famers. He sure did. You understand? Like that, that. That's that's what honestly makes the greatness is is the teams you're beating on a regular basis, the teams you beat in the playoffs, the teams you beat on the road to the ring, like. People had to fail to realize, even as a point guard, he had to play center for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just to win that championship against Philadelphia because Kareem could not go. He was playing center and fucking point guard at the same time. He is the main reason why LeBron James could play the way he plays. Let's keep it real. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and, and that, but that's, that's, that's wholeheartedly. That's my point. That is literally my point. There's He's nobody the that, that could guard him. Then there's nobody that can guard him yeah, now. Yeah. Like, and and the whole thing is, it's essentially like, dude, he's he's got he's got what what is that old Leonard Skinner song? Give me three steps. He's got them three steps all day long in this NBA today. Right. Like, are you kidding me? He's oh my god, bro. And oh, I think it'll be oh. too easy for Magic in today's game. It'll be too bro, easy. Listen to me, listen to me. Magic Johnson, right? You can take Harden. You you get rid of him. You 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 literally swap out Magic Johnson for Harden with the same with the 76ers team as is right now. We'll they win the, the Sixers will win the championship. The they get to the cha- yes, they get to the championship show. Yeah. You put you put prime Magic Johnson in. All he needs is MB. Yep. All he needs mm-hmm. is MB. Facts. 
That's all he needs. And then you got a young Tyrese Maxey to be the one-two. You put Tyrese Maxey at the two and put Magic at the one, that would be up, though. That would be nasty. Nasty. You mix the young, like you put a prime Magic with a young and -and up-and-coming Tyrese Maxey with a Joel Embiid, everybody game would be elevated on the 76ers if that ever happened. Now, now, I'm going to say this. Okay, from from a mental standpoint, two players I would love to see play against this generation would okay. be Larry Bird mm-hmm. and Dennis Rodman. The talking, See, the talking, the talking the, the, won't the, be allowed in this league. That's bro, the problem, bro. I'm, no, no, no. Listen to me. Listen to me. I don't give a fuck. Dennis Rodman. Coming up and whispering in your ear, mm, I like your ass. I, bro, that shit used to flip people out. Like, you would see my Like, bro. Uh, Robin was, was Robin did was play a lot of mind games, though. That's one thing uh, I can uh, say. Alonzo Morning. Alonzo yeah. Morning. I remember he that. I remember Alonzo Morning completely out of the game. Game, yup. Like, and he yeah. would do that shit on a regular basis, even back when he was with, with, with Detroit and then went to the Spurs. And then when he was with the Bulls, it was completely hands. There was no hands on that wheel, baby. He would talk shit, whisper stuff in your ear, rub up all up on you, say, yeah, you like that, don't you? Bro, and motherfuckers, you <laughs> me. Like, yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, bro! I think he's the, the the guys coming in the league today. I'm saying all of them soft, but I'm just saying <laughs> they soft enough, bro. Don't you you can't do that to me. Then he out there on that court crying, Jack, crying like a big baby. That's all. Larry Bird, somebody stole their candy or something. Bro, could you imagine Larry Bird? Like, I mean, I mean, like mid to late '80s, Larry Bird, way back. He dribbled the ball in the court. Motherfucker talking about, come here, come here, come here. Look, I'm going to go right around you. Pretty little shot. Watch this. Ready? Whoop, whoop. That seat told you. Oh, you can't stop shit. Yeah, shit. Yeah, shit. Like, bro, oh, my God, the, the trash talk. Mac, you got someone for that, Lance Stevenson. Oh, I, I love Lance Stevenson. Lance I love the trash talking from bro, Lance Stevenson, though. Bro, and I did. He was, like, dude, he, he, he was a fucking lunch pail blue-collar NBA player. He was. I don't give a fuck. Like, bro, he went up against anybody, and he gave the same amount of effort no matter what. Right. And I give it to him. I give it to him. Was he the best at anything? No. But did he have great flashes? Did he have real good games? You goddamn right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to take that shit away from him. Like, bro, my man was going head-to-head with LeBron, and he wasn't doing too motherfucking bad. Ooh. Facts. Facts. But... So I mean, he had a, he 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 got in LeBron's head. At some point, he was in LeBron's head. So my man, my man did something right. <laughs> he had his fifteen minutes. But there you have it, guys. We finally back in order with everything. Episode sixty five is in the books for the Darian Hockey Sports Show. Make sure y'all comment, like, and subscribe. Y'all see all the social medias at the bottom from Twitter. Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, all at The Hopkins Show. Uh, shout out to everybody that has been using the Seat Geek. Seat Geek has really been coming along for both for Number Raiders podcast and the Darian Hopkins Sports Show. But like I said, uh, use that promo code D Hopkins, get $20 off your first purchase. 
Use those tickets to get NFL games, anything that's on there. WrestleMania tickets is up there. So if you want to go to WrestleMania, use the promo code D Hopkins to get those WrestleMania tickets, which they will it'll be in Philadelphia next season. But those tickets are up there. Oh, so I shared that wrestler. I shared the wrestler in the group chat. It was MJF. I was right. It was MJF. He's okay. the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. That's exactly who he was. Yeah, but yeah, um, dude, dude, bro, I, I like. He's really somebody, good. He's really good. He, he could he could do great, like going against Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, and like, bro, the the storylines that you could write with those guys. Yeah, and the mouthpiece he's got on him. Fuck, man, that shit would be sweet. I I, I watch I watch. Uh, actually, NXT comes. I mean, not NXT. Actually, AEW comes on tonight at eight o'clock. I'll be watching it, and I'm watching it just because of MJF, and um, I think he's going up against Adam Cole, if I'm not mistaken. But we'll get more into that. And then and I'll say this. I'll say this. The managers of today suck. They, they do. suck in wrestling. They the do. Fucking, the fact that Paul Heyman is still a mouthpiece to this day is fucking He's the best crazy. manager that they have right now in like, the like, industry. Like, listen, Jimmy Hart was a manager for a couple decades because he was so fucking good at it. He was a personality. He brought Panaz. He, he, he brought showmanship and, and, you know what I mean, dialect to it. But it's like, don't get me wrong, Paul Heyman is good. He is. He, he's good. He's always been good. But it's Absolutely. like, there's nobody else you can get that can grab a mic and, and, and be a mouthpiece and, right. and draw and, and, sit and talk shit. Like Jesus Christ, the fact the fact that like, bro, I would rather see Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mick Foley be general managers just so they can fucking talk shit on the mic. Facts. You know what Facts. I mean? Like, like, and and that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, the fact that they don't like, like, how is Undertaker? How is he not a general manager? I don't think I think Undertaker is really taking time. I don't think he's going. He wants to. If he comes, I mean, back, he's, he's traveling, and doing a one man show. I, I'm waiting for that one man show to actually come to Philadelphia. I don't think he's going to come to, come up north, but I need for him to come to Philadelphia. I want to go to that. I do. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, it's 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 again for me. It's just like there's there's other people you could bring in. There's more things that you can do. You have so many old wrestlers that are sitting on the shelf. You have new guys that are sitting on the shelf. You're you're not going to tell me that you can't get a wrestler that that you can take and dub them out that that's got a mouthpiece on them. You're telling me all the guys in the back, none of them got a real good mouthpiece. They can only do what they do. That's it. Nobody nobody can change it up a little bit and say fuck it, I'm going to go be a mouthpiece for somebody else. Like Absolutely. where's all the good shit talkers? That's half of what wrestling is. It's acting and talking shit. It's reality TV. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what, bro, I'd love to be a motherfucking wrestler, but I'm, I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't finna wrestle nobody for no fucking 30 minutes. I feel like that'd be just a fucking waste. You got to be in shape to do but, that, bro. I mean, oh, I, I can tell you right now. Look, I, I, I wrestle with my son on a regular basis. Like, we, we you do know the and shit. I can, I can pick up and powerbomb the shit out of fucking somebody. <laughs> You're absolutely right about that on WWE. Bobby Lashley is definitely being a good manager to the new to the uh to the new Hurt business, which is a fraction on WWE uh with the tag teams, the Street Profits. I kind of like that. It's kind of making the Street Profits turn hill a little bit. And we need more hills. We have too many faces in wrestling at this point. But 
Um, just to let y'all know, if y'all not watching anything on Netflix, make sure y'all go to Untold on Netflix. It has the Swamp Kings on there, the documentary of the Florida Gators of the Urban Meyer era with the Aaron Hernandez stuff and all that stuff that was happening behind the scenes of the University of Florida. Make sure y'all go check that out. If y'all on Tubi, make sure y'all watch QB1. QB1 has the documentary of Bryce Young and a few other quarterbacks that's in the NFL right now that went through high school to college to NFL. You want to watch that. You can as well. So, uh, the Johnny Menzel documentary was pretty dope, too. A lot of few things that's going on on Netflix that have some great sports documentaries. So just to throw a few out there. And uh, I think it's called Winning Time, too, for the, the documentary of the L.A. Lakers. That's what it's not a documentary. Next. It's not a documentary. It's a the show. Family, it's a show, right? Yes, the family has okay. sued to prove that that is not a documentary. Okay, so it's not a not documentary. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's not a documentary, but if you want to watch it, it's on HBO Max. So that's that's it right there. Any final thoughts before we head out, man? I have still never watched any of the Aaron Hernandez shit. None of it. I have. It's it's, it's on Netflix, but the but the, fact the, the Manziel is- shit. I'm not gonna watch that neither. Like, I I mean personally, I I I wasn't necessarily rooting for those guys. So like, they were no they they weren't on my radar. I picked Grunk. I wanted Grunk. No, the universe. It's not just about Aaron Hernandez, but it's about the. University of Florida in that Urban Meyer era. No, no, I, I, I can be in a But that's what I'm saying. That's Tebow's team. I don't give a fuck about Tebow. Fuck, I don't want to watch anything about him. I know what he did. I, I like, bro. That that was from my teenage years. I, I can remember that. <laughs> so, like, um, for me, uh, it's like if if you weren't somebody I I saw that did something spectacular. Or the way you played, or your, your attitude, your character—you know what I mean. Your mouthpiece. Like I love guys who can who can get mic'd up and talk shit the entire game, where they ha- they they have to cut out a bunch of footage, but they still got so many fucking gems. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. So love- Steve Smith. That's the whole reason why Steve Smith is on still is on television. Bro, I'm telling them mic'd up moments, bro. They got that they had so many gems of Steve Smith that they made like they did a whole 30 minute show about it. Right. Yeah. In one season. One season you can make a 30 minute show of all the clips. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> but anyway, I, 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 I want to go eat. Uh man, it's been a great show. Thank you, everybody. Y'all have a great evening. Absolutely. So make sure y'all comment, like, and subscribe to the channel. We are out of here, y'all. Peace, Peace. love, and blessings. And we'll be back Friday for Nothing But Raiders podcast. I mean, not Nothing But Raiders podcast. I'm bugging. The Darian Hopkins show. We'll be back for that. And I will be doing preseason football tomorrow, too. So we're out of here. Peace, love, and blessings. And we're out.